0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Prelude to Positivity. My name is Tommy Jirassi. My guest today is my friend Bryn from Clubhouse, also known as Paul Storial. He is a playwright, a director, a producer, an improv and stand-up comic. He is now also a TikTok personality. Welcome, Bryn. How are you?
1: Hey, Tommy. I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is
0: exciting. It is exciting, and so I'm usually in your rooms, but now you're on my show. So,
1: <laughs> well, you're always there beside me, and sometimes I don't know what to do when you're not there.
0: Oh, so for those of you who don't know, the magnificence that is Brim, can you tell us a little bit about about yourself? Like, where did you start out? What brought you to LA?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Chicago, um, the suburbs in Northwest Indiana. A lot of people don't know that Indiana is a suburb of. Chicago in the Northwest, in the Northwest region. Um, and uh, moved here. This is actually my third time moving here. I I moved here three times. The first two were weird. And so I kept moving back to Chicago and then finally I settled. Um, I started uh, directing theater and putting together comedy troops and Uh, managing now I manage five theaters it started with one and now I manage five of them um, in the NoHo Arts District with it which is a um when when I got here to LA it was a very brand new neighborhood called the NoHo Arts District um and I uh helped um form and uh create the buzz of the community and now it is a um a very popular, lots of bars. It. I always say that my neighborhood is a beach town without a beach, <laughs> because we're in a, we're in the valley, but everyone thinks they live at the beach.
0: It's a cool area. I've been there. Oh, you have? Oh, it's great. Yeah, um, and it's very up and coming. It was up and coming right before everything happened.
1: So gentrified, there were twenty five theaters um, when I moved here in two thousand five. And now there's probably about eight left. So nice. the theaters are going away. The bars are taking over. Um, it's, it's scary, but we're not done
0: fighting no. <laughs> the arts. And speaking of that, the arts has taken a hit during this pandemic thing. Um, so how have you been navigating that?
1: Well... Um... It's it's very difficult to navigate it. More navigating, trying to find grants and ways to um, ways to bring money to the theaters, helping other theaters. Uh, I've actually helped more theaters move out of their spaces mm. than I have um, done theater itself. <sighs> so, you know, a couple to, you know, a couple friends of mine they lost their theater to the pandemic and. I went over and helped them uh, pack up their stuff. and but, but none of them, thank God, none of them gave up. They said, we're just moving on. And when there is another space, we'll move into that space. But right now we have to give up the space we're in. So a lot of the, you know, their rental, you know, they, they rent the building that they're in. And the landlords, you know, of course, want to make their money. And so they said, hey, if you leave, you know, we'll give you, will give you, uh, you know, you don't have to pay if you leave now. And so they're all taking that option. Um, Mine, thank God, are still here. The ones that I manage are still here. And and as we come out of the pandemic, I think they're going to remain. Um, But yeah, uh, a lot of, um, you know, asking for money and donations and grants and all kinds of ways to keep the arts rolling here in the NoHo Arts District. Otherwise it's no longer an arts district, it's just gonna be NoHo Bar District.
0: Yeah, we don't want that. We do not want that. And you've done theater in New York City as well, so you are pretty much a veteran of the theater. So in your opinion, where do you see that going even in New York and even in LA? Like what what do you think is gonna happen going forward do you think it's gonna be small, smaller crowds at first and then maybe it'll build back up?
1: There's so many opinions on that. Um, I know that in New Jersey, they started doing, I think, I think 50% capacity or 25% or something like that. I know that in April, there's a show opening that um, I had been a part of in the past. Um, and so I, I don't know exactly what percentage they're opening to, but they are opening theater there. Um, here, no theater, zero, um, not allowed, and, but everyone's doing it online, which I had really no interest in, um, doing theater online because that defeats the purpose of the fun of theater, um, but I understand why people have to do it. The, um, New York, I, I don't know, uh, what's going on with Broadway. I've, I've heard some discussions on it. Broadway, Off-Broadway, I've heard some discussions and it doesn't sound very good for this year, but um, that's others' opinions coming out of my mouth, not mine, or, and certainly not fact. I, I just don't know. I, I think we're all gonna be surprised, Tommy, mm-hmm. at, at how, do you remember how, how when the pandemic shut shut us down everybody was shocked and we were like, Oh my God, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think that's going to happen with theater. I think they're going to say, okay, you can open. And then everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, I'm not even ready. I, I don't have my costume on. What, what? I
0: hope,
1: um, so. I hope exactly. so too. And I, but I think that we're going to be very surprised at how fast it happens. And I don't think anybody's going to be ready for when it opens.
0: Off Broadway, it would be hard to open at limited capacity because off-Broadway, it's hard to make the money to cover the rents to begin with because of the prices of the tickets, you can't really charge as much. So I don't know how they do it with 25%. That would be rough.
1: Yeah, and I, I heard that a couple of the theaters are gonna be gone when, when it all opens up. And, and that's, I can't, it's, I can't say which ones, but I do know that there's a couple of theaters off-Broadway that are definitely gonna be shut down. Um, no longer a theater, but a different kind of space. Um, I do know that.
0: Well, speaking of theater, you had a play that was off-Broadway, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, The Columbine Project. There's a true story of uh, what happened at Columbine High School. Mm -hmm. Um, It started here in Los Angeles in 2009. Um, I wrote it and put it up. And then within, so that closed in May, early May. And then we opened it off-Broadway in 2009. The same year, uh, 2009. um, And it ran there for four months.
0: Wow, that's impressive. Is that the the goal of things when you open things in LA, you want to try to bring them to New York and vice versa?
1: I mean, that's the goal of really doing theater is getting as many people to see your show as possible. Uh, But that was not my goal. My goal was just to put the show up and close it. But um, everyone... Uh, the response that we received, we thought that it should be seen by more. And so we started talking to um, some Broadway producer or off-Broadway producers and um, they came and saw it. And then we were able to secure a location and put the show up off-Broadway with, by the way, with the same cast members that were in LA. So we brought everybody from LA to New York. We guaranteed them uh, previews. Uh, first month, and then they could go home if they wanted to, or they could stay. And then we were able to have some New Yorkers cast in the show once the LA actors left.
0: Wow! And I think that uh, that is something that I find with a lot of people is that when you're doing creative work, especially, sometimes you have you have a plan for the work, but then the work tells you no, it's going to go this way instead, and you just have to kind of flow with it.
1: I know. I learned that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I learned that. I like <laughs> I like leaning into it and being like, okay, what do you want me to do? You tell me, I'm not, I'm not going to control this ship. You control it.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and I had a great producer in LA and she, um, uh, Brie Pavey and she, she really was a force in taking it off Broadway. I mean, she, she, I give her all responsibility for uh, all credit uh, for having it go off Broadway. She believed in the project so much that she found the, you know, people to give us money to take it over there and and to bring all the actors there as well was, it was a, ble- because remember, you're in LA, you have a job, you know, you're not just an actor, especially if you're doing theater, you have a side job. It's not your job. It's, it's your, basically, you know, your hobby. You know, there's a little bit of pay, but you know, you still have to make some money. And mm-hmm. so, you know, these actors all had jobs and lives and apartments and, relationships and all of them leaving from LA to go to New York to do it was not only a great opportunity for them but it said a lot about the project itself a lot about the show itself that they would want to go um and stop their life for a month or four um actually four of those actors stayed in New York so they
0: wow they relocated
1: (laughs) after we got to New York they were like you know what I think I'm going to stay here um and then You know, I I was able to watch their life after they got to New York, and it's it's very interesting to see them um, so successful in what they're doing there.
0: You've also worked on shows like Gossip Boy and Casting Couch and another gay sequel. Those are films uh, in capacity of writer.
1: No, so so we'll we'll start with another gay films. Those I was just an extra when I first moved to L.A. I jumped Mm -hmm. in and and did some did some background work on those on those movies and that was fun. I I was pretty much there for a long time on both of those movies. They were, it was a great cast and a great crew that um, I had a lot of fun doing that. And now as far as Gossip Boy, that was my creation that I I didn't see a lot of LGBTQ plus content. And so I wanted to um, kind of put my own story out there. And I knew because it was originally a movie. I wrote a film um, that just sat in my drawer um, that I wanted to put into a web series. And so I created the web series out of the film and everybody had fun. It cost us zero because of all the friends we made through theater. Um, We, Brie again, my biggest supporter, um, helped create that, and and um, my producing partner at the time, Jason Lockhart, who directed and wrote the movie Casting Couch um, oh. that I was in, that I was a part of that, and it was, he wrote a movie for all of his friends, and we all had a great time filming that, and now it's on Amazon Prime.
0: And then fast forward a little bit, maybe a lot, uh, to now current times where you're doing things on TikTok. So do do you use your background in theater and in these roles that you had to kind of create that energy on TikTok when you do videos?
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, the background, yes, uh, definitely. A lot of the people in uh, my TikTok videos are people that I've met through theater. Um, It is... It is, it's, it's, it's an LGBT, again, I didn't think there was enough LGBTQ plus content. And so I started creating TikTok videos for LGBTQ plus and uh, they, they went crazy. The the views went crazy. Um, The one has 2.3, I think, million views um, on the one, which was a huge surprise and an excitement that People could relate to this older woman coming out of the closet. Um, So, yeah, you you know, directing short videos and producing short videos and writing short videos is so easy when you when you're doing it um, for like a film or or a short film or a web series, and you're used to that. Then these are you know, twenty seconds to you know less than a minute long. It's just a really great way, you know, a a one minute video can be seen by many, many more people than a film that a lot of money and a lot of people were spent on, you know what I mean? It's really exciting. It's such an interesting, if you think about it that way, it's like, hey, you know, one video that I made that took literally about 30 minutes to make from beginning to end has been seen by a million more people that have ever seen theater that I've worked on for months and months and months and months. It's just so interesting.
0: Yeah. So is that, do you, would you recommend people be on TikTok if they want to have an acting career or if they have projects that they want people to see because of eyes there?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, there's so much that goes into TikTok as far as how to, um, once you know how to and, and, and the, and the limitations that you may have, then anybody can be seen. You know, the 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 worst your video is going to do on TikTok, the worst your video is going to do is about two hundred views. But that's more views than you would get sitting on your ass on the couch, you know, watching TV. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so people worry about a million views. People worry about hundreds of thousands of views. But dude, get one thousand views. That's more. That's more people that are going to see your work than not. Doing anything at
0: all. That's absolutely true. And so, how else do you use social media to achieve the goals that you set for yourself? Are there other platforms you're using, like Instagram or Twitter? I know you're using Clubhouse a lot now. How does that all kind of fit into the plan?
1: Yeah. So I've always had Instagram. I don't post very much um, uh, on the main page, but on on the stories, I always I'm always posting on the stories. I do like the stories. The reason I like the stories is because you don't have to compete. I don't like competition. Yeah. Um, you don't have to compete with views. And so the reason I do stories is because nobody can see your views. Like it doesn't matter what your views are. It's who you are and people will watch your stories, you know, if if they want to know who you are. Um, I'm on, you know, face, you know, I, I Facebook is coming to an end. The only reason I'm on Facebook is those older relatives that you have that you know, they're, <laughs> you know they're not going to go on anything else. So that's the only reason I'm still on Facebook. Otherwise, I would have cut that out of my life a long time ago. Um, And then Clubhouse has become... Well, TikTok has lives, so you can actually perform on your live broadcast and you can get fans that come in and watch you. And they can pay you too. They can tip you, um, which can lead to a lucrative month if you have a lot of people coming in and the way to have a lot of people coming in takes time you have to go at the right time every day or every other day you just have to set a schedule and keep to that schedule people know when you're on and they'll know when to find you now because since clubhouse started i haven't been on tiktok much so now i go on tiktok and i've got like a couple people here and there because it's not constant it was constant for six months mm. and now i'm like where is everybody where is everybody well because <laughs> i i lost them to clubhouse
0: <laughs> but and they're but, all on Clubhouse too. what they're all going on to clubhouse too now so they're like following it, you there so interesting how
1: many people from tiktok went to clubhouse and some of them are Going on a lot, and some of them don't like it, and they don't like the fact that Clubhouse took took the the TikTok people off of uh, TikTok to go to another app because they were counting on that entertainment or education or you know that that live show that they watched every single day. So I get emails or messages every day saying, "Where are you? We miss you. Come come back to us." I'm like, well, I think this might be a little bit better for me. Than, than TikTok is. And and the, here's the difference between TikTok and Clubhouse though, that, that a lot of people are talking about. You don't have to censor yourself in Clubhouse yet. right? You, you can say the F word, you can do what you want, you can smoke, you can drink. When you're doing a TikTok live, you are banned for nothing happening. So they constantly ban people for just saying, my friend got banned for saying poop. Oh. Um, they'll just ban you and i think it's an algorithm type robot thing that's banning people i don't think it's real people but people get banned for a week off of tiktok and then they feel really crappy about themselves the difference on clubhouse is you have the freedom of speech that you do not have on tiktok you do not have freedom of speech on tiktok at all you do not they will ban your video for for have for saying a word you know like poop um if somebody's offended, they'll 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 report you and you'll get banned. If you're on a live and you're talking about sexual encounters, but you're not saying one curse word, or you're using a type of um, code to explain what you're talking about, if one person gets offended and they report you, you get banned. And so that's seven days of being pissed off. <laughs> um, and and I, I was sick of it. So when I got to Clubhouse and I was like, oh, wait, I can say whatever I want. I'm not going back to TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Right, right. Am I allowed to curse?
0: Yes, you can. That makes sense. Because I feel like even in Instagram, they do that too. A certain subject matter can be banned. Um, Someone's showing, like, there could be a model who's in a bikini and a guy in a bikini thing, and it's fine for him. But if you wear a pair of underwear or something like that, and it's too much, they think that it's too much of something that can be seen. And if you're not naked, but they can totally take the picture down or they can ban you for it. Right.
1: And, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I guess it's American privilege, I guess you can say, where you're used to freedom of speech and saying whatever you want, and then TikTok comes along and says, actually, no, not here, you do not have freedom of speech. And so, you know, you get kind of, you know, you you kind of get um, pouty and, and throw a <laughs> tantrum and say, screw you, TikTok, I'm not ever coming, I'm not going to, that's the thing, I stopped using the app for what it was good for because, sorry, I'm, sp- I'm trying to be positive about this, but the okay. positive spin is that I went to Clubhouse and Clubhouse is very, very different and you're allowed to have freedom of speech as opposed to TikTok where they, they tell you what you can and can't say.
0: Hmm. So then speaking of being positive, in the past year, we've had so many trials and tribulations going on. So how do you, how do you find the positive? How do you remain positive when things aren't so great around you?
1: Well, why, while, while the pandemic wasn't great for a lot of people and a lot of people have passed away for me personally and selfishly, um, this has been great for me because I wear a lot of hats and I'm constantly moving and I wake up early and I go to sleep late and I'm constantly, constantly, um, putting out fires. Mm Um, this has been a, a great break well half of it has been a great break for me to kind of relax and find my humor again find my sense of humor again I lost my sense of humor um because I was constantly leading 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 and I wasn't able to you know laugh along
0: yeah you weren't enjoying enough
1: I was taking, yeah, I wasn't enjoying, I was taking life too seriously, you know, career too seriously. And then this gave me a chance to kind of sit down and say, oh, wow, I can be funny again. I can, I can do this project. I can do whatever I want. I can sit down all day if I want to. I don't have to do anything. Um, that's what was positive for me. Then about halfway through, I was like, okay, I'm done. Let's let's get working again. I need to work again. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I look at like Clubhouse and TikTok as kind of work. I'm working, I'm trying to, you know, network and find the right people to hang out with who I know will either, I could advance their career or they could advance my career um, working together with people that I meet there. So I I, I think of that as work, but it's a fun type of work. It's it's exciting to meet new people.
0: Yeah, you just meet people too that are, gonna keep you uplifted too and at some point so it's not so negative
1: yeah and that's one of the great things about it is is the there are a lot of people um on on clubhouse sorry to bring it back to clubhouse but there's a lot of people on there who are so positive and they they're not afraid to tell you hey i really like you as a human right and, and that makes you feel really good i'll i you know i i there's a lot of really funny people that I can spend time on there with and, and chat about nothing, but, but be chatting about so much at the same time. Um, I know, you know, my, in India, like they, you know, at the beginning, those, those two, they, they just constantly lifted my spirit and said, Hey, you're great. And, 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 you know, and Harper and, and you, and, you know, so many others, um, that just said, Hey, you're, you're one of us. And, and that feels good, you know, and that keeps you going. And then those are the people you want in your life. And that's kind of like real life too, by the way, it's hard to meet friends in real life, but when you find those friends in real life, you know, when you're hanging out at wherever you're meeting your friends, um, Hey, you come with me. I like you, you come with me. And then that's kind of the same thing, still real people, but it is on an app. Yeah, and they're they're real life friends just through an app it's okay
0: right and you seem that it seems like you did establish yourself as a leader in the beginning of Clubhouse too because of how much you were there and how much you were there for other people and you were kind of ushering people in as they joined which was really cool and i think that's probably how you handle your life and that's why you probably manage these theaters because people see you as a leadership role usually is that usually the case for you
1: Yeah, that's because, because I have so many theaters, there's all, you know, there's a lot of actors um, here that, that want an opportunity that they don't have an opportunity. Sometimes they work too much, they don't have any opportunities. And I say, you know, hey, come with us. We're going to give you the opportunity for whatever it is you need for the time that you have. Just come here and find it on your own. And then, you know, um, and I did that for a long time. I, you know, I have a theater company um where they work really well. Everybody works really well together. Um, we love newcomers. Even if you're <clears throat> even if you're not a great actor, you need work. Well then come here and we'll, you know, we'll give you something. We're just gonna direct the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> but but come here, we'll give you something while you're taking classes or getting into the film industry on your own. And then support it once they Start having auditions, you know, supporting each other, and but the theater is has always been a really great way to meet friends and meet your people when you're an artist. Um, and yes, so yeah, that's that's actually yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that's what I do. I, I love when people meet each other. You know, my favorite thing about doing a show is is knowing maybe I know two people from different worlds and they and they're in a show together or I see two people at an audition and I really like them and they do a show and they're cast in the show that first rehearsal, they don't know each other. They're sitting far away from each other. But I know, I'm like, I know those two are gonna be like the best of friends. And then at some point they become the best of friends. And I'm like, you know, you feel kind of like a Cupid of friendships (laughs) when you're an executive director. I have a couple that met through my improv class, Tommy. Oh, wow. I can see that happening. And they have two babies now. Wow. And I'm so proud. And we lived in the same building for a little while. And I, just, I see him every day and I'd be like, ah, oh, yes, my improv class brought a baby into this world. And it's, it's a really cool <laughs> feeling.
0: So for people who want to stalk you, I mean, follow you online, where's the best place to find you?
1: Uh, Instagram, The Real Story Al, S-T-O-R-I-A-L-E. Uh, TikTok, Gossip Boy TV. Um Clubhouse Comedy Bum I know I, I shouldn't have three different uh, Names for all my different Yeah that's branding <laughs> <laughs> It is branding but, the thing, but I'm not branded But all my Like my theater company is branded And my wow. show is branded with Gossip Boy TV um, Yeah just put in my name And you'll find me somewhere Probably just Instagram
0: Twitter I,
1: I don't really tweet but Twitter I had a Twitter account, but I deleted it. Um, I have a a different one now um, that I've had for a while that I, I don't tweet very much, though. I, I you know The last president made me not want to be on that website.
0: I can totally understand that.
1: <laughs> but I'm back. And um, that's it. So Instagram, Clubhouse. Clubhouse is fun. I have invites if anybody
0: needs me. Yeah, I do, too. Um, and we're trying to get rid of them, but nobody seems to want them now. (laughs) (laughs) No! What the hell? Don't you want to join? I don't know. When the Android people start coming on, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they won't be interested. Maybe they'll be salivating because they've been waiting. I have no idea.
1: It's so intriguing.
0: So all the things that you do, what is it that you're most passionate about? Um... I would
1: say that I am most passionate about so, so I'm the president of my neighbor. So Los Angeles has a, a neighborhood council system where every neighborhood has a board
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, through the city clerk's office. So they're elected positions to a, you know, a board of the neighborhood. And I think I'm most passionate, which it doesn't pay, but I'm most passionate about the board. Um, neighborhood, um, the evolution of a community is really important to ensure that the community has a say-so in what happens in their neighborhood. Um, that I'm most passionate about. I mean, I love everything else that I do, but I, I, there's just something about community that that um, that makes me happy to bring a community together. Um and that's the largest uh, access to a bringing of a large community together. So, I think that's what I'm most passionate about is is being um, fair and leading um, a board um, and a community to believe, you know, lead them to come to understanding of where the neighborhood is headed. Um, I think that's what I like.
0: And if you were writing a book about your life, what would you call this particular chapter? Um,
1: uh, wow, that's a great question. This chapter of this passion. Um,
0: of this period of your life right now.
1: Oh, oh this period through the pandemic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lazy. No. Uh...
0: <laughs> Not lazy. <laughs> it's a pause. <laughs> and,
1: th- and then there was one hat. That's what I would do. Oh, was. that's a good one. And then there was
0: one hat. And what's the most fulfilling part of all the things that you do for you? Uh,
1: getting to know people. Meeting new people. That's my favorite part. I love meeting new people. I sometimes take old friends for granted um, over new friends because I already know the old friends. I just love hearing stories and learning about what life experiences people have gone through. And so when I meet somebody new, um, I listen intently for their life story. And uh, I just like hearing people's different stories because, you know, we all have some of us say our life is hard and some of us say our life, some people say their life is easy. Um, and I just want to know, you know, I'm trying to get to that whose life was the hardest.
0: That makes sense. And speaking of the pause period that we had, what did you learn about yourself during this big pause that we had?
1: Um, that I have not, Oh, I, I know that's a good one. I have, uh, I'm, oh, I don't like to, don't take this the wrong way, but I am better than I've been treating myself.
0: Well, no, that's, nobody can take that the wrong way. I think a lot of people would agree to that. We don't, we tend to not take care of ourselves at all. Right. I mean,
1: I'm, uh, you know, my, I guess my career is, um, I'm, 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 yeah, my, my goals should be higher for what I, I have done.
0: Hmm. And what is it that you hope that we all learned during this time that we will actually keep with us going forward and not forget?
1: Oh, that a hug <laughs> is the most important thing you can do for a person.
0: Yeah. What's one thing that you absolutely cannot live without?
1: My people say phone. I'm not going to say phone. One thing that I cannot live without is um, coffee.
0: I thought you were going to say that. So I predicted that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, what's one thing that you wish we could all live without? Our phone. Yeah, a lot of people say that, and that surprises me, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. We're too concentrated on that.
1: Because I'm not going to put down my phone if somebody else doesn't put down theirs. So if we can all put it down together, then that's cool. But if everybody gets one and I don't, no, 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 no,
0: no. I can't do that.
1: Because (laughs) they're going to be looking at their phone the whole time we're talking. I don't (laughs) want that.
0: (laughs) And since we're so social media driven these days, if you had to describe yourself using three hashtags, what three hashtags would you use to describe Bryn?
1: Honest. um uh fair is that the same thing as honest and fair the same thing
0: no it's totally different
1: honest fair and sicilian <laughs> <laughs> which means so much
0: <laughs> well you know you're proud of your heritage that's good
1: but it can also mean don't fuck with me <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what's coming up next to you you do free classes and things online to help actors especially
1: yeah so I'm bringing my improv zoom uh classes back I I do I teach I teach improv I've I've done it for the last eight years um it's I don't know why I said eight years that was somebody something different six years um I've been teaching it for six years um and I I absolutely love teaching it. I it, love working with people who just moved to LA who are looking for A friends and B um, improv experience so that they can get the audition that they want or they might not even be actors and they wanna get an interview you know, for a company that they want. And so um, it's been on hiatus for a while because I wasn't sure how to Zoom it. And then I started Zooming the class and it was a pretty good time. And so we're going to start that up again soon. I don't have a start date for it, but I have been getting a lot of inquiries about uh, the new zoom classes. When I say zoom classes, I'm like, my old memory is Zumba. And so, it's so <laughs> weird saying I'm going to do a zoom class. Cause I feel like I'm going to have a big ball or whatever they do. Um, I, what is a Zoom uh, class? Is that the big ball thing? No.
0: I don't remember what that is. I know now I do 305 fitness classes on Zoom. So that, <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is.
1: <laughs> but when I say Zoom classes, I, I think of exercising. No, we don't exercise. We exercise our mind. <laughs> well,
0: that's still good. But if people follow you, they can find out when you're going to be doing those again.
1: Yeah, there's, um, if you go to uh, free, Im- uh, wait, 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 hold on. Uh, free improv class. On Facebook, you'll mm-hmm. see um, my page come up and that's where it'll tell you where to go to sign up. It's interesting because when I did the free classes, um, when I did the free classes, I would put the the sign in the window and all kinds of the weirdest people would just show up because it's free. So I had to kind of send people on kind of a, a, a um, you know, obstacle course how to get to the email and, it, and it worked, it's worked incredibly well because people who are you know they, they don't want to do the work some people don't want to do the work and if they don't want to do the work they're not serious so I figured out a way to make only the serious people apply was to send them on a wild goose chase how to get the information and so the Facebook kind of sends you into our email and then you email us and then you get an email back and then you have to Reply to the email, so it's really worked out well because I'm telling you, when I first started doing this six years ago, the craziest people who had no interest in improv would come and it was a disaster. And so as soon as I started doing it this way, only the serious applied and it makes it so much easier.
0: You're making them work for it. You're making them work for it because if you work for it, you want it. Right,
1: if right. You, if you give up, you're just like, I don't have time for this. Or they say, I don't have a Facebook page. Well, I mean, sorry, you're going to have to get one then because I'm not, you know, too bad, so sad. Sorry, that, that's, if you're an actor, you're going to have to put a Facebook page up at some point.
0: Yeah, I think you have to have everything. If you're going into any kind of entertainment these days, you just, they some people say just go on the platform, even if you don't plan to use it, just at least to save your name. Would you yep. suggest, yeah, everything new, just get it.
1: Absolutely, for sure.
0: So what would you like to leave everybody with? My scent They <laughs> can't get that through the radio, but you yeah.
1: <laughs> um, uh, a smile that's that's what I want to leave everybody with all the time. Just I want people to walk away from me with a smile. yeah I, I've seen too many people walk away from others going. What an asshole. Um, I want to make sure that never happens. At least the first time they meet me.
0: I hope not. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction though about this is that when we get off of this, Brynn and I are going to end up on Clubhouse for sure. I know it. (laughs) We're going to to be like, what's up, people? We just did an interview. Um, Yeah, I I
1: had to message five people and say, hey, I'm going on Tommy's um, podcast. So, um i won't be on because i know that if i'm not they'll be like where'd you go where are you what's yeah. going
0: on oh yeah they worry they worry a lot um but yeah and next i want to invite you back because as things open up and all that i'm sure we're gonna have a lot more to talk about and next time we can get all dressed up and we can do the video but um yeah i want to do that for sure yes yeah. i'm totally into that yes and i cannot wait to get to la to meet you but that'll happen as soon as i get my vaccine
1: <laughs> i may be in new york before you're here
0: yeah that could happen so yeah that's fine Um, so yeah I just want to thank everybody for listening and follow Bryn on his social medias I will post all that underneath so you can find out what he's up to every day he's up all the time so you can there's a lot to keep up with (laughs) have coffee follow Bryn that's the way you have to do it (laughs) that's (laughs) okay. thank you thanks Tommy anytime come back whenever you want